0: The Dental Practice Fixers podcast is brought to you by the Maddow Center for Dental Practice Success. To find out how we can help increase the success of your practice, check out maddow.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060.
1: Hey there, I'm Dr. Richard Maddow and welcome to the next episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast and today we are going to be talking about a crazy topic. It's a disease, it's an ailment, it's an illness, it's a condition that way too many dentists have, maybe even you. What the heck am I talking about? What are you going to find out? in just a couple seconds but again i'm dr richard maddow and i'm co-founder of the maddow center for dental practice success thanks for being here on the fixers today and of course we've got some mystery shopper calls Woo! we had some real doozies today i cannot wait to play them for you but before i do i just want to let you know hey i was talking to a dentist last week um, actually reviewing some of the data in his office and we started talking about credit card processing and he actually mentioned to me he said hey i've got the best credit card processing deal. Nobody can touch it. You should start recommending this to your listeners, to your readers at your seminars, whatever. So I said, sure, let's take a look. And I looked and sure enough, he had a great deal, but it was one of those typical companies that charged an overage percentage every time a charge was made. We did a comparison with Stacks because Stacks just charges a flat, low monthly fee for the processing. And of course, as I could have predicted, Stacks won. They were cheaper, not by a tremendous amount, but a significant amount, an amount enough that if you just switched and you would save that amount every month, you'd be really happy for practically doing nothing. And that was because he was getting an incredible rate with his company that was that had convinced him they were the best rate ever. So I'm just going to ask you, check out Stacks for your credit card processing. We use them at the Matto Center. You should too. And we save money every month. And you should, too, because it's just a low, flat monthly fee for the processing. So go to com slash save to learn more. com slash S-A-V-E. And now let's get down to it. Hey, I've got this little hobby. It's kind of fun. Um, I love selling things at online auctions. eBay, of course, is the king or queen of online auctions. I've got a little, I don't know what you'd call it, like a hobby Of sorts. I buy and sell guitars. I love playing the guitar. I'm actually a piano player by training, but I've been playing guitar for many years as well. Pianos, like you can only have one piano. You know, I've got a a big, uh, grand Yamaha piano. You can't buy it. I mean, I guess you could. I certainly don't have the room to do that, nor do I want to. But guitars are different. They're much more portable. They're easy to ship. You can take them on a plane. So I I buy and sell guitars for fun. Um, I do it on eBay. I do it on a site called Reverb.com. Sometimes I'll purchase a really, really cool guitar, play it for a few years, and then even sell it for a small profit. I just did that with a really, really sweet Gibson Hummingbird. If you're a guitar guy or gal, you know exactly what that guitar looks like. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I guarantee you, you've seen a guitar like this before. Many, many uh, famous musicians play Gibson Hummingbird. I actually got to play it at a great venue in Jacksonville, Florida, called the Blue Jay Listening Room. And then I sold it a couple of years after I purchased it on reverb.com and actually made a profit. Okay, what does this have to do with your dental practice? Hang on there. It definitely has something to do with it. And I'll tell you what it is that is, I've noticed. That whenever I sell something online, whether it's eBay, reverb.com, those are the two main sites I use but I've used other sites as well. Um, you can see how many people are looking at your item and if it's a nice guitar like that there could be 20, 30, 40, 50 people viewing it, watching it, whatever you want to call it and invariably there are a couple people that ask a ton of questions. A ton of questions. I mean, I just listed this, this hummingbird I'm talking to you about on Reverb. And three people out of the many, many that were watching and reviewing it were just hocking me at Chynick with these questions. Does it have this? Does it have that? Can you describe the condition more accurately? I mean, I wrote three paragraphs about the condition. Um, Can you take five pictures from three different angles? Oh, no, that one's not good enough. Can you retake that one? Can you describe the sound? Now, that's pretty darn subjective, isn't it? How can you describe a sound? It's like dancing about architecture, somebody might say, and on and on and on and on. And I realized this, and I've realized it many, many times before, and that is the people who ask a gazillion questions are never, and I mean never, never. The ones who wind up purchasing the item i was just entertaining these questions from three people constantly peppering me with questions and then just as i expected someone who i never heard from they must have seen this beautiful guitar they thought to themselves hey this is exactly what i'm looking for the seller has 100 percent rating the price is right no need to goof around click i'm buying it right now and that person became the happy owner of this incredible guitar and i am serious people ask a lot of questions and waste my time are never ever the ones who purchase because they suffer from a condition, an ailment, an illness, a disease that so many dentists have. And it's called paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by analysis is the inability to make a decision due to overthinking. I always need more information. I'm not sure of myself. I don't have the confidence or the guts to make this decision. And then you keep asking for more and more information. It's spiralizes around in your head for a long time, and then you just wind up doing nothing. And this runs rampant in dentistry. So many dentists have paralysis by analysis. So here are a couple things to remember about paralysis by analysis. First of all, analysis. The first four letters in analysis are A-N-A-L anal. That's all I'll say about that. But maybe more importantly, paralysis by analysis. It's caused because you are afraid to make an decision. A decision. I hope you're not afraid to make an incision. Maybe you're afraid to make an incision too. Maybe that would be worse. But paralysis by analysis. You're afraid to make a decision. But here's the thing. Not making a decision actually is making a decision. You're making a decision not to move ahead with something if you don't make a decision. So either way, you're making a decision whether you move forward with something or you're stricken with paralysis by analysis. So let's make the decision that moves us forward. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've spoken to dentists who are afraid to add a hygienist, even afraid to add one hygiene day. They can't get new patients in, but they're afraid that, oh, what if I add a hygiene day and two of the appointments wind up being open? Who cares? You're able to see new patients faster. You're still profiting, and, and you're providing a much better service for your patients. Oh, but what if I wanted to two openings? Ugh, that is the biggest mistake, paralysis by analysis. I can't raise my fees. I can't... Um, fire a belligerent staff member who's driving everyone crazy i can't get proper team training i can't take any steps towards practice improvement or anything that's going to challenge me or challenge my team because i like things the way they've always been i've got paralysis by analysis please take the steps to get over this start small take baby steps do something that puts you out of your comfort zone something Let's get rid of this paralysis by analysis. I got to tell you, when I talk to dentists about coaching, so many have paralysis by analysis. I mean, I speak to dentists all the time. We do a data analysis, whatever we talk about their practices. and I know that just about every single one of these dentists could use some help. And I know that that we could help them. But and, And they're a good fit with the Matter Center. I mean, not everyone's a good fit, but most people are. So let's just say that you're in those parameters. So many times the dentist will say, let's do it. I know that we're a good fit. I know you can help. I'm confident. I'm positive. And we work together. But so many other times um, they say, well, I don't know. I got to think about it. I got to talk to my spouse. I got to run it by my accountant. I need 20 references. I-, I have to wait until I hire a new office manager. I'll do it as soon as blank and many more paralysis by analysis excuses, and then they never wind up doing anything, and then as sure as you're listening to this podcast or maybe watching it, a year goes by, then another, then another, and nothing has changed. And again, the irony of this is, if you're afraid to make a decision by not making a decision, you are making a decision, and it's usually the wrong one. Woo, that was that was kind of confusing, but I think you know exactly what I mean. So Dennis, please, whether it's raising your fees, hiring a new team member, adding a column of hygiene... I'm dropping a PPO. Now, that's not something you do randomly. You do all the research, and you do the analysis, and you make your plan, but it's still something that could be tough to do. Um, you know, Maybe there's a team member who's just not working out well and is bringing everyone down. Whatever the decision that needs to be made, if you wind up being caught in a spell of paralysis by analysis and not making a decision... You are making a decision, and it's usually the wrong one. So please, please, please keep that in mind. I mentioned coaching really briefly. We love coaching practices here at the maddo Center. We've got an amazing team of coaches. Um, we help grow practices, provide positive return on investment, make the dentist and the team love dentistry more, provide better patient treatment, and earn more money. That's what it's all about. I'd love to chat with you about it. If you're a practice owner, you can just go to maddow.com chat. M-A-D-O-W dot com slash chat. I leave tons of room on my calendar. I'll talk to you about anything you want. Just schedule on there. You got to be a practice owner though. So um please do that. Love to chat with you. It's Mado.com slash chat. C-H-A-T. Okay, let's get to what I know some of you consider to be the most fun part of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. And that is our mystery shopper calls. We'll just, okay, I had some note sheets for this. I admit it, I'm removing them right now. If you heard that weird sound like a piece of tape was being yanked off of something. Um, So anyway, let's do our mystery shopper calls. Now I went with what I would consider to be kind of a no brainer question this time. And that is, do you do whitening in your practice? Do you whiten teeth? What a great opportunity to tell a potential new patient That you'd love to see them in your office. It should be easy. So let's go over here to Command Central. Call number one. Let's hit it. Office. Oh hi. Do you do tooth whitening in your office? No, sir. You don't do whitening?
2: No, sir. You can call some of the other places. Doctor Gaunt does them there.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. There are a lot of.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I'm just curious. Why don't you do it? It seems like. A lot of dentists do I that don't these know, days. Sir. You don't know. Okay, great. Well, thank Whoa! you so much. Hung up on me. Hung up on me. That could be a first in mystery shopper call history. She just hung up on me. That was unbelievable. No, sir, we don't do that. Go check. Click. And I got to tell you something. I was so curious after I did this call. I went to this office's website, and sure enough, it says they do whitening on their website. This was pathetic. She was rude. She hung up on me. She sent me somewhere else, and she was wrong. They do whitening in that practice. Omg! I think that's one of my favorite calls I've ever done. It was all of 26 seconds. What a doozy. Unbelievable. I'm not going to critique this call much more other than to say, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, let's go to another call. That was just too too bad to be true.
2: Our office hours are Monday. Thursday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. by appointment only. For medical emergencies, please hang up and dial 911. Unfortunately, we are no longer a provider for Alabama... Good morning. Thank you for calling. Channel, this is St. Can I help you?
1: Hi. Do you do tooth whitening in your office?
2: Tooth whitening... Um, Let me verify that real quick, sir. I'm actually training, but I'll be happy to get that answer for you. Great. Um, I'm going to just a brief um, hold. and I'll be sure. Sure,
1: sure. Thank you.
2: My pleasure. (music) Sir, thank you for holding. I appreciate your time. are you a established patient with us? Have you ever seen us?
1: No, I'm not. I'm looking for a new dentist, actually.
2: OK, so you will be a new patient, correct? Right,
1: right. Okay,
2: So we do do the walking. However, um, we would have to bring you in as a new patient and do an exam and x-rays before that could actually be done as a treatment.
1: Got it. And do you know anything about the white? I know you're in training, so I appreciate that. But like how many visits it takes, and what's the cost is approximately, and all, anything like that?
2: Um, I personally do not. But I'm going to get someone that could actually give you all those details. Um, one moment, sir. Yeah.
1: You know what, I, I think I think I get it. Um, I've just I've been on hold for a long, long time. So I do have to go. But I appreciate your time. Boom. Over. I got to tell you something. First of all, we shortened this for the podcast, but the total time of that call was six minutes and nine seconds, meaning I was on hold for over five minutes. Anybody else would have hung up. Unbelievable. And how about that opening message when that, that opening recording? It was like over a minute long with all these crazy options. And then I'll tell you a really bad part about that recording was that We are not, unfortunately, we are not able to see new patients until September 2022. Well, it's already just about August 2022. It's not that, I would never recommend an office make a new patient wait that long, but I don't think it's that long that you have to make a a scene about it. I would have hung up immediately. Meanwhile, if they would have answered the phone and handled the call correctly and said, we'd love to see you as a new patient, we can see you September 3rd or whatever, maybe I would have appointed, but they turned that into a real, real negative. And then look, I appreciate that this person was in training. She was actually very nice, but she put me on hold for five minutes. You'd think that within those five minutes, she would have thought to have actually asked the person the question that I asked. So she could have come back with the proper information, but no, she came back knowing a little bit, not enough. And then had to put me on hold again. And I, at that point, six minutes down the road, I've had it. I've hung up Nobody else in the world would have been that patient anyway. So just an epic fail. Not, not, not good. I I kind of feel bad for that nice person who was in training, but nevertheless, um, she screwed it. Okay, let's do another one. This is just too much fun.
0: This is Karen. How to I help you?
1: Hey, quick question for you. Do you do tooth whitening in your office? We do. And how does that work? Like how many visits does it take and what's the approximate cost? Can you just fill me in on some of the details?
0: Um, it really depends on what, uh, what, uh, system that you need. So, um, usually after your cleaning, they can, at that exam, they can tell you uh, which program you would fit under and they would explain cost and all that to you. Oh,
1: okay. So there are different ways to do it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Like how many different ways do you know? This is very confusing.
0: Well, I, well, that's why they explain that when uh, you come in. Are you a patient of ours already?
1: I'm not. I'm not a patient there okay. yet.
0: So you have to be a patient, of course, and mm-hmm. um, and then get a cleaning. And then um, the they go over the system that they think that or the doctor will think that you fall under. So there's three different ones that we have.
1: Got it. Okay. I mean, that makes sense about the cleaning. You wouldn't want to whiten dirty teeth. That's for sure. Yeah. Right? Right. right.
0: Right.
1: Okay. I, I, I got it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. bye now. Boom. No attempt whatsoever to get me to a point. I love what you said. We well, have to be a patient. Duh. Well, I'm coming in for an exam and cleanings. You suggested, I think I'll already be qualified as a patient. I don't know. Just very blase. Nothing, uh, nothing to want to make me a point there or sell the office, so to speak. And then she didn't even come close to offer me an appointment. She just kind of turned me off saying, well, you're not a patient. We don't really care about you anyway. So um, not good. Let's do one more. I mean, this is just amazing. Maybe somebody will get this right. Let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, may I help you?
1: Uh, hi, Sandy. Do you do tooth whitening in your office?
0: They do uh, custom trays and then you do it on your own at home, but we don't do the the uh, teeth whitening system where they do it in the office
1: okay i'm not, I'm not sure what you mean exactly what does a custom tray mean
0: it, it, they they have a tray and they fit it to your mouth
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then once it's um ready for to be picked up, you take it home and then it has the the gel that goes into the tray and you do it on your own
1: I see, and do you provide the gel
0: well at a cost yes.
1: Oh, of course. I, I, nothing's free, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. But okay. unfortunately, um, we do that for patients, OK?
1: You do it for patients? To be
0: a, a patient with the doctor
1: Oh, well, okay. of course. I mean, I would. OK. OK. Well, thank you so much then. Uh, thank you. Uh-huh, bye. bye. I, I don't understand this. Two calls in a row kind of said, but we only do that for patients. Aren't I calling up trying to become a patient of this practice? What a turnoff. It's like, well, you're not a patient already. I don't even want to talk to you. Isn't this person's job to get a new patient into the appointment book? That was two in a row with that. That's just pathetic. I, I don't really get that. Um, and she went, went through this whole rigmarole. We're going to really do it. We make custom trays and then say, yes, you do. You do whitening. If you're making custom trays and, and giving the patient a gel or selling the patient a gel, as she so aptly pointed out. You do whitening in your practice. I mean, when I asked the question, why couldn't you just say, yes, we do whitening. We have a great system where you can, we actually help you do whitening at home. It works great. People have seen fabulous results. The first step is to get you in for a checkup and cleaning. Let's schedule you. How tough is this? I think before my head explodes, I better say that's going to do it for today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixtures Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Bado, co-founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success, hey, hit me up on my calendar at maddow.com slash chat. If you're a practice owner, I'd love to talk to you about what's going on in your practice, give you some tips, no pressure, um, and probably we'll be able to help you out with some issues you may be having towards practice improvement. All right. Thanks again, everybody. And I will see you soon.